And tonight I have the amazingly talented, incomparable Sarah Dash. Sarah, are you there? Yes, I am. Good evening. How are you, Lee? Good evening, Sarah. I just want to say what a pleasure and a privilege it is that you've come on my show and that you want to open your heart to me. And, you know, I just, I just want to say thank you so much. It means so much to me. Oh, I... It's my pleasure. I feel honored myself to oh. even be thought of, you know. <laughs> oh, you know, just just your your body of work and just, you know, just in talking to you this week, I already feel an affinity with you. I already love you, you know. <laughs> and, I do. And do you know what? The, the thing is, when I interview artists on my show... I, I really feel like everyone touches my soul and everyone becomes my friend. And, uh, you know, and I, I've been touched by so many artists that come on my show. It's, it's amazing how everyone just opens up because, you know, I think people just want to be real people, you know, and, and they want people to know them as themselves. So thank you again. <laughs> oh, you're welcome. Uh-huh. And, you know, doing what you love to do mm-hmm. also draws a good positive uh, group of people Exactly. You. So exactly. you're blessed. Oh yeah, I, I feel very much that way. I feel very blessed. Feel like it's it's a wonderful opportunity. But um, hello, I've just um, Sarah, you there? Sorry, my my uh, little puppy just ran past and turned off. Oh, okay. <laughs> I thought, what I'm here. <laughs> Your little puppy does he help with the show? <laughs> he he was just uh, wandering around and came and saw me visited and turned down the volume. But what oh. I. <laughs> So what I wanted to uh, ask first and foremost, and this is something I like to ask a lot of artists, and that is, if I was, um, if you wanted the people who are listening to know anything about you, and it doesn't have to do with music, what would you like them to know about you or think about you when they think about you? I would like them to think, let's see, it's a very hard question, but it's easy. (laughs) I would like them to think of me as a person who has compassion and who really has a love for the arts and love what I do. Mm. And I'd also like them to know that I try to help outside of the industry with everyday um, needs of of, uh, others. I do feel that once you've been blessed to do the things that you do and have the artistic ability in any area of life, I should say, is that you t- I, I want them to know that I use that to help others. It's not just about 
sitting in my home and enjoying the things that I have. Yes, I do. But if my name can touch another organization or children or seniors or anything to do with music, mm-hmm. I want my audience to know that I do reach out to help. And those things include helping the homeless people, um, encouraging children to have an artistic or musical um, part of their life awaken, because I feel that we should not let the arts and music be taken out of the schools. I feel that, you know, it gives children a better focus in life. Mm, mm. You know, getting back to Mm -hmm. letting people to know I'm just, I'm a human person. I really am not above, you know, the rafters. (laughs) Exactly. Well, I I want to say I think that philanthropy and charity is such a great thing to extend because, you know, and I think as we get older, I think when we're young, we tend to be a little more focused on ourselves. And as we get older, or well, we would hope that as you get older, you realize that there's more outside of yourself. And, and, um, you know, I, I think that once, you know, in your teens and 20s, you tend to be a little sort of, you know, about me and then once you get into your 30s and uh, they're on I think that it becomes more about other people and if you don't become more about other people well then you pay the price because I really feel that you know the only way to move forward in life and to really reap rewards is to give of yourself and and to to give to others to help others because you know you that's the best thing to do and I see I was reading about your philanthropy and that you help with a charity in New York for uh, women uh, homeless women with children is that correct that's correct uh-huh what's what's the charity called well, at the time that I was doing the work, it was called La Condelaria. It was up in east, on the east side of New York where mm-hmm. no one would go. I seem as naive as I am and not really paying attention to the dangers at that time of what was happening on the Upper East Side of New York. I went in and helped the organization. I was... Once I was on the board, and I saw that there were people in areas, other areas that I knew that could help these women with children. It was three buildings of homeless women with children mm. waiting to be placed into permanent housing. Wow. And went ahead and I did that. Also, I, you know, I'm on the board of governors for the Grammys. Mm-hmm. Uh, in the Philadelphia chapter. I was inducted into the Top Ladies of Distinction, wow. an organization that Lady Bird Johnson started. Mm-hmm. Also a member of the Negro Women's Council. Mm-hmm. Um, I am uh, a Fortune 500 junior leader uh, on the Council of the Junior Leaders for Finances. Wow. For Fortune 500, mm-hmm. and I help, I chair with a young lady in Philadelphia by the name of Cheryl Waddington, the Everlua House, which trains teenage girls to become um, solid citizens and respectable women mm. and to learn the skills of being respected and not um, buying into the flavor of the week or being highly influenced by what they see on video. Exactly. Um, Mm-hmm. So there are other there were other you know 
things that I do to help. Oh yeah, I I, I just I, I love it. Now I you know I can't uh, get away from the music, so I'm going to come to the music right now. Okay. And gotta say, you know, we all know and love uh, your your history and what you're all known for coming up with Labelle and uh, before that with with uh, Patty and Nonna, and you came up with uh, the the Bluebells um, and. I want to know a little bit about how was that ride for you, and uh, you know, just a little bit, just touch, because I know it's like a lot. It's it's uh, part of your history and a big part of you. So how how was that ride? Was it when you were a young girl? Was it very uh, ooh, overbearing, or uh, were you able to be yourselves? Was there a lot of attention thrown on you? How was it back then? It wasn't overbearing. If it was overbearing, mm-hmm. I think I would not have come as far as I have. Right. But at, in the beginning, the Patty LaBelle and the Bluebells were mm-hmm. four. Uh-huh. It was Nona, Patty, and a young lady by the name of Cindy Birdsong. Right. Uh-huh. Left the group and joined the Springs. Oh, yeah. We all know about that one. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, but, you know, during that time, you know, I was a teenager and uh-huh. I was still in school. Wow. You know, to hit the books. Uh-huh. Um, and that was one of the promises I made to my parents mm. that I would finish school. We had a tutor for a while on the road, and that worked out very well. Wow. Uh, at the time, my tutor was saying, what are you doing in the music industry? You should be in college, you know? <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. But I paid little attention to that, but later down through the years, I did take a variety of courses, mm-hmm. music-related and some not. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, certified in certain different areas of human behavior and those kind of things. Right. I educated myself when there was time, took night courses, day courses, mm-hmm. whatever I could do. Went to acting school, studied right. at HB. Uh-huh. Um, you know, I studied under Chris Kaiser, uh-huh. um, different directors. Wow. And Uta Hagen as well. You know, I I want to touch on that. And, uh, you know, for anyone who's listening, and especially artists who are listening, I think it's so important to see just outside of what they're doing in a tunnel vision. I think it's so important to broaden your skills and, you know, like like you did. And, you know, I I do that myself. I I don't know if you you knew I also sing, but... (laughs) But I, um, but I, I, I got my doctorate, and I'm like, you know, you can, you have to be like these days a triple threat. You can't rely on one thing because it might not happen, and even if it does, it can like you reach there and then it's bang down. So you've got to be, uh, you know, not get so. Uh, you know, get your head around it, but rather stay real while you're going through it, and realize that you know. It, it's very, uh, the public can be fickle and, um, you know, one minute you're popular, the next minute you're not. And, and so education, not only is it great uh, to stand back on, it's, it's also, it keeps you young. It keeps your mind active. I think people who don't educate themselves, uh, you know, they don't keep as young. I think education is the key to staying young. <laughs> you know? Well, it does. It does stimulate your mind. It keeps mm-hmm. your mind young, mm-hmm. you know. But as a as a teenager, being Patty Lavelle and Bluebells, you know, it was like our high school classmates. They were very excited for us. Oh wow! And it gave you know it gave us a sense mm-hmm. of uh, you know being on American Bandstand. That right. was key to at that time. You know, Dick Clark bringing us on, wow. and it was you know it was wonderful. 
I'm sure our parents looked at us like, what in the world have we done here? <laughs> Particularly my family, because I, um, I am, you know, seven. I am one of 13 children. Wow. My father was a pastor. My mother later educated herself and became a nurse after wow. having 13 children. And they were brilliant people. So, you know, that part of my life when I would come home off the road, mm-hmm. it was it was sane in the house. It wasn't, wow. you know, I'm a star and you're not going to talk. I exactly. had to respect them. So, you know, during the, the, Patty LaBelle and the Blue Bells, it was really uh, Harold B. Robinson and all these other people mm-hmm. who were, like, pushing us out there. But wow. coming home, I had a straight life. Oh, yeah. You know? Oh, yeah. And, uh, you know, it, it's just it, it's just amazing the right people. People travel, but, but people are just people, you know, and you're... Uh, Well, you know, people are people, but they're not just people because people are, can, depending on what region or Uh place that you're in, you know, there are certain um, things that go along with their culture. So people Uh are people. But if they love you, it bridges, music bridges the gap. It goes straight across the board. It doesn't matter whether you're in Italy or Japan. Absolutely. Those music will be played the same. Absolutely. I love it. Dominator of life. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. And, you know, just just positivity. It gives so much positivity. But, um, you know, I, I'm going to get off the LaBelle thing in a second, but I, I want to, you know, I have that connection with you because my husband played with Patty for 20 years from 19... 19- LaBelle is very important. Mm. It's a very important part of all of our lives. Mm. Nona's, Patty's, mine. Right. We would not be where we are today <laughs> and not... Had we not contributed exactly toward our development mm-hmm. as a group and individually? Oh yeah, oh yeah, you know, exactly. Um, I know it's uh, you guys were so. I I think my daughter wouldn't be here if it wasn't for you know. Patty had the launch from uh, Lady Marmalade, and you know my husband toured with her for twenty years, and I met him when he was touring Australia. So my daughter wouldn't be here. But Lady Marmalade <laughs> did a lot for. Patty, Nona, and uh-huh. Sarah. Uh-huh. It exactly. Did, uh, you know, um, when the group broke up, you know, mm-hmm. some asked the question, you know, uh, why is it that Patty, you know, did better, as they say, better or was more famous, as right. I say, you know, than the two of you. And I say right. she was better prepared for the breakup. Oh, okay. That makes a difference. When mm-hmm. you're better prepared, you're better, you know, you have more of your ducks in place while other people are scattered and looking around going, oh, my God. Yeah. But, you know, so here we here we are now as individuals mm-hmm. and have different music styles, yet there's the LaBelle influence in all of our music. Oh, yeah. oh absolutely. You know? Absolutely. I mean, you know, it's just, it was amazing. And as I said, it's been a big part of my life too, just being that, you know, my connection through my husband, you know. and Yeah, to your husband and him playing for Patty for so many years. Yeah, yeah. And he wrote a couple of songs on her too. He placed uh, two songs on her. Um, Plus he he placed a lot of songs on a lot of other people, but he placed two songs on her albums too, so. Oh, that's great. Yeah. That's great. Yeah, yeah. a song called... um, we're a family, and another one called I can't. Was it I can't forget you? 
I think it was I Can't Forget You. So, um, okay. he, yeah, he placed two on Patty and then a lot on the other, on MFSB and and the Jones girls and uh, Dexter ones out. Oh, yeah, the girls did travel with her. That's yeah. amazing. Yeah, yeah. but, but they were, they were uh, absolutely amazing. But I want to get on to this new track of yours um, because I'm going to give it a play and then I'm going to... Uh, I'm going to play Lady Marmalade to finish out the the thing, but that will be after. I first want to play Hold On, and then I want to bring you back, <laughs> if you've got time, okay. that is. So, um, I, I do. Oh, good, 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 good. <laughs> so what I'm going to huh? do, I want to know a little bit about Hold On and how that came to be. This It's like a gospel house track, and it's really positive. So I want to know how you got, uh, who was involved with it and how it came to be. Do you, uh, you want to talk about that now? Yeah, absolutely. Okay, Jason King, who is one of the professors at NYU working under the Clyde Davis uh, program, music program that they had there, mm-hmm. met me. And he we exchanged numbers and he called me up one day and he said, listen, I have a song, I think it's perfect for you, and I'd like to do it. And at the time I was restoring um, the house that I grew up in, in New Jersey, and I told him, I said, listen, I'll come, I'll wash the plaster off, because I was busy with, you know, the construction with the workers mm-hmm. and the restoration people, and I came up to New York, um, and I heard the track, and I'm going, wow, there's something to this. I said, you know what, this could be cool. I'm not really um, sure where we're going to go with this. Right. And... As it, as we as it developed, he included you know we had backgrounds. He claims I did 19 minutes of ad libs. I'd like to hear that one day. <laughs> and we he brought in a guy by the name of Gavin out of Canada, and uh-huh. he first worked on editing it down and doing some um, adding some enhancement to the track. And then he brought in DJ Spin to do the remix. And the song it took us about well I say about one and a half, two years to work. And, you know, we didn't know how we're going to put it out, how we're going to approach it, how we're going to do it. And I, and I said to Jason, we're holding on to this so long. Um, at the moment, I don't, we're not a record company. We don't, we don't have what they call, quote, unquote, a corporate company behind us. Right. But we do have iTunes. Uh-huh. We have CD Baby. We have Django. We have Spotify. Let's rely on these uh, junkets to help us. It has been very successful. We are surprised and we're very thankful each day to God hmm. about how Hold On is taking steam. Oh, wow. That is that is awesome. So what I'm going to play play for the uh, listeners is I'm going to play Hold On and then I'm going to come back with Sarah and we're going to talk about some of the things she's got going on, such as her one-woman show and uh, yes. the uh, uh, Laura Nairo tribute. But we will come back with that. But first I want to play Hold On. So everyone sit back and enjoy Hold On. He'll Be Right There by Sarah Dash. <laughs> Oh, yeah. 
Wow. Welcome back to the Melbadelphia show, a little bit of Melbourne and a touch of Philly. And I am back with Sarah. Sarah, hey. Hey, hi, hi, hi. Hi, Philadelphia. Hi, world. Woohoo. And Melbourne. Hi, Facebook. Hi, Twitter. And Melbourne, Australia, because I have a lot of friends from Melbourne, Australia that listen in, you know, so they listen in at the oh, same time. Oh, hi. Yeah. That's great. Because <laughs> that's my hometown, so I... I uh, oh, Melbourne. Okay, yeah. I get it now. Melbourne, Philadelphia. Okay, <laughs> that's that's what I am. That that's me. That's me. Melbourne, that's me. That's my personality. Oh, that's my yes. That's fabulous. Yeah, that's trying to, trying to okay. brand. It. <laughs> I'm trying to brand Melbourne, so I think that I I'm Melbourne, and I like that Melbourne because it's global, and I'm helping all artists. So that's what I. <laughs> but oh, exactly, that's wonderful. Exactly. Now, <laughs> now, now, Sarah, I wanted to talk about the uh, the things that you've got going on right now, and I know you've got a one-woman show that is really, really amazing. I, I love the sound of it. Um, I know that you're performing next week, so do you want to tell us a bit about the one-woman show that you've got happening? Yes, my one-woman show is called Sarah Dash One Woman. Um, one woman who stands and who speaks... Uh, on stage with music and uh, dialogue about my life in the industry, my life growing up uh, as a woman, having times in my life where um, uh, as a teenager, uh, the mid part of my life. And during the one-woman show, it tells bits and pieces mm-hmm. of but it also includes music that my audience has never heard me sing, and that's jazz, blues, and classic music like You Don't Bring Me Flowers. Uh I have a segment of the show which is called The Heartbreak Medley, and it includes even a Michael Jackson song. I do um, music taken from old songs from the uh, 30s, from artists who um, people have never heard of. And I introduced them into my show by way of what was happening to me with my life at the time. Wow. Wow, wow. So, and um, I did. I didn't arrive there alone. I had help in helping me put the one woman show together. And one person who has been very, very important in that aspect with the creative process, and who keeps me on my toes, is Robert Risco. Robert Risco also created my new look for the new CD that I have called The Seventh Child. Robert and Dr. David. I have my cousin, John Dash, who's very important. I have my sister, and most of all, we have a wonderful music director who is an uh, award-winning music director who has uh, six Emmys, uh, one Grammy, um, and he keeps me relevant because he also will throw in every once in a while, he'll say, Sarah, there's a 26-piece orchestra gig, you should do it, you know, so I'm not here alone. I've got a lot of help. I have friends who come by and help, um, you know, have family working with me. Um, Most of all, we have uh, Chip Duckett, who uh, is the original producer of um, 
Sarah Dash, one woman, which is, which is presented in New York once a month at the Laurie Beachman Theater. Oh, wow. So now you're doing one in July and one in August? In August, I'm taking the month of August off uh, from the Laurie Beachman um, and coming back in the fall. So the July show will be the last show of the summer. Right. And then we're coming back in the fall at the Laurie Beachman. And now, um, is that a th- is that a theater on Broadway or off Broadway? It's it's. I would say it's off Broadway. Okay. Um, it's in the theater district on Forty Second Street. Oh, okay. In now, New York City. Now I've got um, to. There are uh, a lot of theaters. It's down the street from BB King's. It's right it's in a wonderful area. It's. <laughs> It's uh, the West Bank Cafe, right. and downstairs they have the Laurie Beachman Theater, oh, which wow. is a dinner theater. I, I am surely going to come to your show. I really want to come to the show and check it out. You oh, must come. I yes. wish you could come next week. It what, such, it's on, a thurs, it's on I, Thursday next week, though, or is it on what, – what day is it on? It's next Thursday, July 12th. Uh, I, the Thursdays are out. <laughs> Thursdays I do my show, but I, if it's on another day. Oh, yes, day. of course. You have to tape a show and put it on. Yes. But it starts at 7 p.m. Uh-huh. It's a 90-minute show. I have wonderful backup singers, Joe Buck and Steve Bradley and uh-huh. Keith Lewis, who, you know, Keith works with Nona as well as oh, myself, wow. and he does a lot of wonderful things. Uh-huh. Joe Buck comes from the church, a wonderful choir. He's a very powerful force. Uh-huh. He's very organized. Steve Bradley is Bradley is like me. He's a PK. We're both <laughs> preacher's kids. And musicians, um, now we started with just keyboard and voices, and we've grown now to a wonderful bass player, Gary Haas. We have my cousin, Buddy Williams, who plays drums. Uh-huh. And now we have a three-piece with the voices, the stories, and it's a wonderful evening. Oh, that's that's awesome. A wonderful, wonderful evening. That's amazing. Now, I, keeping on the subject of Broadway, I have a friend, mine and Stacey's friend, I actually interviewed him a few months ago, wants to say hello to, well, just passed on hello to you and said he knows you very well and he sends his love. And his name is Kevin Anthony. <laughs> he said he, lo- he, said he loves you very, very much. He loves you and he sends you uh, I love, his love him as well. Yes, he, he is amazing. I had him on the show and he actually, um, I have another friend, uh, one of my best friends in the world, Stacey. Her name is Stacey Rodriguez-Lilly and she's listening right now and she does a segment on my show and she'll be on uh, later tonight. And she does okay. a lot. Of, she lives out of New York. She's, she's up in northern New Jersey and she does a lot of stuff with uh, the, the Bud Maitland Orchestra she's done with and she's done a lot of stuff with Kevin Anthony. Um, she does a lot of stuff with... Um, uh, my um, my mind is blanking right now. Um, but that happens in the heat. <laughs> exactly. My, um, I'm trying to remember her name now, and I'm, it's it's just bla- she just had a big uh, charity the other week, and I'm asking her right now, Stacy, what's what's Wycliffe's sister's name? Melky Jean. Melky Jean. She does a lot of work with her too, and Melky just had a charity the other week raising money for uh, Haiti. She's uh, Wycliffe's oh, sister. Okay. Yeah, but um, Stacey also sings with them, and she's she's my one of my best buddies in the world. She does a segment with me, and she's also doing her – we're both singer-scholars, we like to say. So she's doing her –
doing her master, her masters in psychology, and she also sings. Oh, wow! <laughs> and, and, yeah, so we're we're the singer scholars, <laughs> and I'm doing my doctorate. So I'll be Doctor E next year. So I'm hoping that I can push that radio thing with Doctor E. But but yeah, I wanted to say Kevin Anthony is amazing. Black to Broadway, and he said he loves As- you and he knows you very well. <laughs> As Kevin Anthony, Black uh, Black to Broadway, uh-huh. I did one of his shows uh, uh, in the early 2000, right. and um, I got a chance to present some of the jazz and, and songs that um, my coach was Rita Turrentine, Stanley Turrentine's ex-wife, mm-hmm. who was my jazz coach to help this along, and we had uh, some great arrangements from Lloyd Myers, who at one time was a keyboard player for Sammy Davis Jr. Oh wow! And he helped. So, I, as I said to you, I didn't I didn't arrive at this point by myself. Mm. I have still a lot of work to do. And um, I can gladly say that the One Woman Show has been picked up for, with a theater here in New Jersey for the 2013 year. Wow. Calendar. Um, we are also going to go to Dallas with <gasps> wow. a One Woman Show to, in a theater down there. So we're, we're looking at this as a, a place that people um, will who know Patty, who know Nona, mm-hmm. and, and and myself, and we even, you know, speak about Cindy. It's a story that no one else can tell. Wow. Wow. That is, that. that's just, now I want to know, because I really want to go to the show. Do you do any shows that are not uh, Thursdays? Like, are they always Thursdays, or do they change? Do you have some other nights of the week, like in fall? Uh you mean like do I do straight concerts and that sort of thing? No, I just meant even the one woman show. When you start back in fall, will they be on a Thursday night or will they be another? Uh, night? No, because the dates um, could fall on a Thursday. Well, I'm trying to do it on a Thursday. I'm trying to be consistent in that. Uh-huh. In the fall, it would probably make much more sense to be on a Thursday, but. I don't have the calendar in front of me, my dad. Oh, I'm so that's sorry. Okay. That's okay. But, but if I... you would go spin s p i n cycle c y c l e n y c dot com. That's mm-hmm. spin cycle n y c dot com. You'll be able to get my schedule information for tickets. And you will also be able to make reservations there. You'll find the location. You'll get a small, uh, there'll be a small bio about me. You'll see links to my website. And um, that will give you uh, the information that you need for the upcoming shows for the fall. And that's, again, www.spincyclenyc.com. Wow. Okay, so spincyclenyc.com. So if everyone's yes. got that, that's a pretty easy one to remember. Now, I wanted to, wanted to know a little bit about your time because i got to ask with the Stones and Keith Richards because, you know, I love the Stones and, you know, I just – they are phenomenal. They're, they're just like the – Ooh, they so, they they just make you rock rock out. You know, you just like listen and you rock are, out. They are a phenomenal group. They mm-hmm. have been around as long as 
um, forever. They've been creative. They've been able to reinvent themselves and to come back and still be the Stones. I sang on the Steel, Steel Wheels um, CD with the, for the Stones. I sang on three CDs with Keith Richards, make wow. no mistake. Um, you know, um, I still um, uh, look forward to working with him sometime in the future. I understand he's working on some tracks, he and Steve Jordan. So I assume that Sarah Dash will get a call soon and say, it's your turn. <laughs> oh, wow. You know, it's uh, when you're working with a phenomenal talent like Keith Richards. Keith Richards is one of, it's a great guitarist. He has great insight. He's been through a lot of things. And in his book called Life, how he mentions that I did the best version of Time is on My Side that he's ever heard. Oh, yeah. That is like, oh, my God, he didn't say that. Mm. And all the Rolling Stone fans were like, you do that, you know, <laughs> and in such a way that you move Keith, you know. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. I, I actually found a copy of it online and I actually posted it on my wall. So that was really, really great. Uh, it was, uh, it was the, 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 you could, the music was really great. The person holding the camera, <laughs> they were shaking, but the actual clip was really great. I found, and, and it was time is on my side. Loved it. Love the oh, version. thank you so much. Yeah. Thank was... you. There are different versions out there. I have mm. my favorite ones. I can't tell you what they are, but just to know that I've been blessed to be able to work with one of the top groups and tour with them and to be a part of their musical journey, it's, I can't tell you how exciting that is for me to talk about it. It's, even, you know, I get uh, such a feeling from within when I think about the opportunity of having that uh, part in my life. Um, when we were Patti LaBelle and the Bluebells, mm-hmm. we did the first American tour that the Rolling Stones did. So we have history together as well. Wow. Wow. Yes. So, yes. so now, how was how was Mick? Did you spend much time in the room with Mick? How was he? I spent uh, time in the room with Mick when we were doing Steel Wheels. Uh, Lisa Fisher and Bernard Fowler were right. also the backup singers wow. on that. Um, and uh, Miss Lisa Fisher, she toured with them as well as Bernard Fowler. They work with the Stones all the time. They are favorite singers. Uh-huh. Um, uh, we are their favorite singers, me with Keith and, wow. and, um, Melissa and, uh, Bernard with Mick, but we all came together to do that Steel Wheels CD. Wow. And I haven't worked with them since. Um, but you know, I still, I still look forward to the day when we three come back together and nail some, uh, background vocals for the Rolling Stones again. Oh, oh yeah. You know, I just, I look at Mick and he just has so much fun even now on stage. Like you look at him and Mick must be 70 if a day now. He's probably 70 and he is just, he's got so much energy. He's like running around. He has a around. lot of energy. Both he and Keith are very smart. They're very smart men. And Mick has a different kind of talent and a contribution, which 
uh, he and Keith both bring something to the table. Oh, yeah. And the creative forces, it's, you know, when you have, when you work with a group or a team, one, you can't really rely on one person to bring everything. Um, uh, to your creative process. It has to be uh, 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 something that you both agree on or, you know, you, you're big enough to step aside that this is, he feels strongly about this one, he feels strongly about that, and we're going to go with that. Oh, yeah. Trust each other's instincts, respect each other's musical instincts, and that's how you develop as and keep going as they have. Oh yeah, they they they're just the quintessential, uh, you know, band that you know. My favorite song of uh, the Stones, I guess I'd have to say, uh, you can't always get what you want. Can't <laughs> always get what you want. I love it. I love the it. Satisfaction is another great oh, one. I love it. I mean. I can yes. listen to that at any time. It never gets old. And you, you play yes. that, that and you just tear the place down. Same as some Beatles stuff too. Some of the Beatles stuff just like blows me away. It's it's so good. Yes. For, 40 years on, it's it, it just, you know, 40, 50 years on. I think it's 50 years on now, you know. And Paul is still doing it. He's still carrying, you know, the musical ball, which, uh-huh. you know, it was so funny because one of my little friends, She's also a niece. She was like, I was telling her, I said, you see Paul now, but, you know, he's come a long way. And she looked at some pictures and she was like, he was in a group? Paul was in a group? (laughs) I'm like, yes, the only group, the Beatles. But, you know, the Rolling Stones have, have done something that the Beatles haven't done. And they managed to stay together and toward and they're still mm-hmm. here and they're very prominent in the industry today. Exactly. We were all wondering if the 50th anniversary was going to take place. Um, I, I don't know if it will or not, be, you know, but it's it's something um, that is a possibility, you know, all the wow. time for them to come back, you know. Wow. It's always possible. It's possible for LaBelle to come back. Exactly. So I think... You know, we had our reunion CD. Mm-hmm. Um, my only regret is that we did. I felt, and I say this, um, that we should have probably toured during the summer and not the winter, right. and taken our time to pace out uh, a tour that um, our fans would know. Because the tour went by, and people were like, "You already did what? We only did uh, ten dates, wow. and I, that wasn't." A- that wasn't enough to really say we were really doing, you know. But I don't have any regrets of working with Nona and Patty. I think they're, right. you know, we've come back together to do this. Mm-hmm. Uh, Nona and I will be doing something together in August. And so, you know, um, it's, it's, it's a real good thing to know. Also, I want people to know that uh, we have... Um, a history together that can't be duplicated. Exactly. We were innovators in what we did. Uh, most girl groups, female groups, have not been able to do the harmonies and have a strong writer like Nona Hendricks. Oh, yeah. Um, I also write songs, too, but her songs became the most favorite and the most suitable at the time for the group. Exactly. And um, a lot of her music um, did shape 
shape who we are today, mm. but it was our talent that really uh, gave us a different kind of uh, attention in the industry. Oh, yeah, it certainly did. Mm-hmm. It certainly did, but, but you know, I, I do... I think that I will try and get one of these shows. Now, the show that you're doing with Nana and you said Desmond Childs, I believe? Yes, Des, that that will be in August, mm-hmm. August 11th at Lincoln Center. It's called Triple Threat. Wow, that sounds... That and sounds uh, like we're doing a tribute to Laura Nero. Okay. Um, which makes it very easy for me because I already do a Laura Nero segment in my show, wow. my one-woman show, and uh, the producer of the Triple Threat tribute to, to Laura Nero mm-hmm. came to my show last month, and he saw the song that I was doing, which Chip Duckett, he always, Chip loves it as well, uh, Buy and Sell. Um, Robert worked with me and... Robert and uh, Lanny worked with me in shaping that song to where it is today. Uh, and the story I tell about Laura's life surrounds that story. And I will probably do that, a bit of that, for the tribute so people will understand where that particular song came from. Wow. That's, that's, mm-hmm. that's, that's really great. Now... We were talking about it before, so I, I really like some of your input on, on this. And I was wanting to uh, just talk a little about uh, where how you feel about the industry and the way it's going and, you know, how, how you've utilised it. So I just want to hear your thoughts on the state of today's industry. Well, you know, today we are a media industry as well. Uh, I mean, with the music Mm-hmm. Um, we have the strong force of immediate, immediate, and immediate satisfaction or immediate attention. You mm-hmm. could be on stage at seven oh eight, do a song, finish it <laughs> by seven twenty. By seven twenty five, it's on YouTube. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Excuse me. And and um, book Twitter. <laughs> Oh, with that, the true singers and true performers will stand. I saw um, just um, today I was looking on my Facebook page. uh, Well, actually, I was looking, something popped up from YouTube, and uh, there was my rehearsal (laughs) at the very beginning for the one-woman show. Right. And a collage of things. But it also has formed a place in our minds, well, in our industry, where we can become more independent to ownership of what our art is about. Right. Um, We have people who, um, a lot of the, um, a lot of the artists, excuse me, a lot of the artists uh, who have won Grammys have come from indie labels. We have uh, one artist who is just on forced of an independent label, and that's Bonnie Ray. She's decided to sell her music online with iTunes exclusively with her next new project. Right. When I read that and saw that, I said, you know, we are at a time now where it really makes a difference in our lives that we contain and control what we have as best as we can. 
and not, and this is not to put any record label down or mm-hmm. to talk about any record executive. It's an individual choice that we can make. And if you can make it, I suggest that you do it. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. And, and another thing that uh, is, you know, real with today's artists and today's industry is now fans want that personal touch. They want you to be transparent. And, and artists really have to uh, communicate with their fans. They have to be communicative and um, give back. You know, the social media has sort of enabled it. But where once upon a time the artist and the fan were a lot more separated, now with the social media, uh, you know, uh, they want, they demand transparency. They want to, and, and they give back. If you give them positivity... Absolutely. They want the truth. Mm -hmm. Because now there are different, uh, even different uh, genres of fundraising. You can go and get, um, you can, you know, set up a Kickstarter program Mm -hmm. to produce your CDs. In fact, Nona has something that's sort of like that. But you can now go to them and they they love you enough to contribute to make sure you can do what you want to do. They're doing it with theater people. And I think... I don't think I know that our audience, our family, and our friends, when they come to see you, they don't want to see a wall between them and the or and you. They want it all out. They mm-hmm. want to hear you, see you for who you are. Your music should stand behind that whole presence of what is going on. Exactly. We come I'm in a different era than, uh, say, the Larry J. Blige's and the Beyonce's. Right. But I have heard them from different times talk about who was important in their lives and who made a difference. Tina Turner made a difference in Beyonce and Mary J. Blige's and Aretha Franklin. Mm-hmm. And, you know, and we are, we are here now. Nona Hendrix, Patti LaBelle, Sarah Dash. You know, we are going to pass that wand back. You know, we're passing the wand. You know, it's it's now you take it and you run. Not that our life is over, but these young women have looked at us. Artists, they have sampled our music. Some artists would not have been able to have the records that they have if they didn't have the sampling of James Brown. So we cannot negate or throw away our talents, and so we have to, we have to have some sense of control over what we're doing. And if that's the indie label for us to take our music, put it out there, sell it through the industry, sell it to our fans and family through the industry of the names that we have built. I think there's nothing wrong with it, and I feel that it may prevent someone. I'm dying broke. Wow. Oh, yeah. You know, wow. Exactly. And the other thing, too, is with the record labels, once we stop selling records, they throw us away and Mm -hmm. give us, throw into our minds that we are not uh, important anymore. Mm -hmm. Forgetting all the music and all the sales that we have, 
the record company throws that away. We don't have to let that happen anymore. Exactly. I, that's why I love what's happening you know, with we, the industry. Okay, I gave you Lady Marmalade. I gave you many other songs. I gave you Center Man. Mm-hmm. We haven't talked about me being in disco at one point in my life. I had a huge international hit called Center Man. Yes, yes. And when disco died down, my the fans that came to my show still demanded that I do Center Man. It made me feel so good to know that they remembered. I did bits and pieces from the albums that I did, and it kept me relevant. Exactly. We must never, ever let anyone tell us we don't have it anymore because we're not selling records. That does not take away from who you are. You mm. keep yourself good voice. You can still work. You can still go out there and do a show. It may not be common mass, but there are still people who will come to see you, loyal people, loyal fans who will support you. So I say to artists everywhere today, tonight, just because your records have stopped selling, that doesn't mean that you have stopped being who you are. Exactly. I, I absolutely agree, and that's why I love. Uh, that's why I love the movement away from being dependent on just the major labels. Because now, you know, if you're really passionate about it and you really want to do something about it, there's avenues you can take. That even if the major labels aren't going to put money into it, you you still have other avenues in which to release things, and you have. And other- see, and that's where you can. Any artist out there. Uh, I say you should join NARIS or the Grammy, mm-hmm. have a Grammy membership in whatever area you're in because there's so much to learn about the business. We have lawyers who are on the board. We have uh, producers, uh, producers and engineers wing. There's a great uh, sense of networking that can help you. We even have of the organization to help you if you are falling down and you can't pay your bills. Joining and becoming a member of Grammys, I feel, is a very important thing for artists, independent artists especially, Mm -hmm. because they recognize all talents. You know, we've had a restructuring, um, but some of that has come back again. Uh, We find that we have to keep certain categories in place. And it can only help you when you can join forces and have a strong network such as that oh, behind absolutely. you. Exactly. Family membership is very important. Mm-hmm. You know, it really is important. Exactly. So I am going to play one last song of yours, but I want to say, Sarah, I want to let you have a platform to say all the websites that uh, – people can come to and I want you to say you know if you've got anything on your mind that you want to tell the audience I want you to please <laughs> please this is this is the platform so please um, you know you got the floor if you if there's anything you want to say and also the websites that people can access uh, your everything about you okay my website uh, is www.sarah-dot.net um, there you will find a listing of dates, history, pictures, uh, things that I've done, articles that I've uh, been uh, privileged to uh, to have in different from different magazines. You will also hear some of my older um, songs from the past. You will hear Centerman. You will hear 
um, some of the other disco songs that I've done with Sylvester singing with me in the background. Um, you will also hear uh, a new song from the new CD that's coming out. Um, it should be hitting the uh, iTunes in uh, late August. It's called The Seventh Child. Wow. It's an inspirational CD. It, um, I call it inspirational because it's, I, it's inspiring. It has traditional, um, some traditional gospel and some new gospel songs that I've written. It's co-produced with me with by a young, name, young man out of Trenton, New Jersey, by the name of Donald Bolden. And um, it's, um, it has um, a lot of feeling from, wh- from where I've come. I've given back from where I've come. So you will be able to pick up The Seventh Child in the late, uh, late August. Um, I'm also on Facebook, Sarah Dash www.facebook.com backslash Sarah Dash. I'm also on Twitter. Uh, please follow me on Twitter. There's so many things and so many, uh, so much information that it's there for you at least three to four times a day. Um, the rehearsals, what I'm doing, where I'm going, who I'm talking to. Um, uh, you will find instant information. Facebook, we post pictures. Right now, my niece is going to a family uh, posting of family members, and I find that I'm out of a lot of those pictures because I was on the road. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, no. So those are the engines you can find me on. I'm also on on MySpace. I'm still there. I haven't taken myself off, so you can write me there as well. And on my website, saradash.net, there is an email address there that you can write to me, and I answer most of my emails. If it's business-related, it goes to my business manager, and he will um, respond to you. Oh, that's awesome. Um, Any agent, um, any theater, anyone who wants to book me, you can go to my website, and again, there is a email there that you can get in con. You can write to us, give us our number, and we will get right back to you. Oh, that's awesome. So, Sarah, I want to say thank you, thank you, thank you once again for coming on my show. And it, it, as I said, such a pleasure and a privilege. And I just, you know, I feel I, I'm just so grateful for your time. And, you know, I'm just, I'm, I'm so looking forward to coming to see, see you perform at some stage soon. So I'm really going to, and I'll let you know when I do come, I'll, I'll reach out and let you know that I'm coming. So, <laughs> Well, so. I tell you, I, I just want to say good evening to all of Team Dash, um, and, and thank you, at least for your support, your husband who's a guitar player who enforced this part of your life into oh, yeah. you. I'm oh, going to yeah. say that. Forced it, yeah. First of all, I thank my audience, and I want to say one more thing, uh-huh. that don't stop bullying. Bullying under any circumstance is not allowed in my space. I think it should not be in anyone's space. I don't care what your sexual preference is or what you do. Don't bully people and don't mistreat them. If you have family, you may not like them, but they are your treasures. And you may not see it now, but eventually you will. Oh, yeah. You know, you you can't choose your family, but you can choose your friends. Exactly. Respect one another. Exactly. That's that's no. 
Don't put anybody down. Mm -hmm. You are not God because the God we serve sits high. Exactly. Uh, and looks low. Exactly. And I am mm -hmm. a God-loving person. And that's why when you talk about the talents and doing different things, the Bible speaks of ten talents. Right. And, they, and the Bible says when you bury them, that he took all of them from you. So do what you can do. Wow. Don't worry about this business called show. Be who you are wow. and stand up and be a solid citizen for America. Exactly. I absolutely agree. Thank you so much for those words, Sarah. And, you know, I just, as I said, pleasure and privilege, and I just love you, okay? You're welcome. Thank you. Okay. And you and have a great night. Thank you. And now I am going to play Lady Marmalade, and I will be back with <laughs> Stacey Rod Rodriguez Lisa. Sarah, love you, and I will reach out soon, okay? Thank you so much. Okay. Bye. Okay. Bye. 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 <laughs> <laughs> Thank you.